Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on week 25 of Shelter in Place, SIP, as we like to call it at Cellar Angels. Uh, this is actually a, the first time we've had to call an audible uh, because of some complications out in wine country. Nothing serious, nothing uh, life-threatening, so to speak, but Guy Davis, who would normally have been with us this evening, it is Davis Family Vineyards. And when you have a family vineyard, sometimes when the harvest needs to come in and you have to get the pick off the vines, you need to get the pick off the vines. So uh, the fires have played a factor out there, specifically in the Healdsburg area and Russian River Valley, which is where this vineyard that Guy sources a lot of his wines is located. And with a forced evacuation, it has just added a wrinkle to the harvest that it, for all parties involved, we decided, hey, let's just postpone, Guy. Uh, don't worry about a thing. Uh, you and the family take care of yourselves, take care of the vineyards, get the crop off the vines, and we will circle back in November. It does not mean that we are not still drinking his sparkling wine, which of course we are. Uh, but what it does mean is that we have the opportunity to actually uh, take a look at something that came up in uh, a Cellar Angels meeting at our global headquarters a week or so ago. And global headquarters, by the way, is right over there on the couch. Uh, we talked about how do we highlight some of the charity partners because many of the Cellar Angels groups asked us, hey, wh what does my money do when I buy wine and I pick a charity? How do we know it's going to the charity that I pick? What what's happening with uh, their contributions? And so tonight we have an extremely special guest uh, from Folds of Honor that I'll introduce here in a second. But for those of you that are joining, Barb Randall, thank you so much. Barb's now a neighbor because she's up in the Orlando area. Uh, Hans Greasy, who is now, I think, eight in a row for Hans. Jeff and Jane Greasy have not missed a single sip in 25 weeks. Uh, that is pretty impressive. Kay Jurica, thank you so much. Michelle Marcella, our, our friendly yogi from Chicago, uh, miss you. Hope you guys are feeling better. They had a little bout with this pandemic going around. Uh, but getting back to the matter at hand, uh, for those of you joining, uh, Cellar Angels is a direct-to-consumer wine curator. We feature wines exclusively from Napa and Sonoma. 99% of the time, these are wines you cannot secure yourself in a retail environment. You would normally only get them if A, you visited the winery, or B, you happen to be on the winery's private mailing list. So we feature those wines on our website at CellarAngels.com. And the neat thing about every one of the transactions, and especially if you join the wine club, is that a portion of proceeds goes to the charity that you select. One of our better charities as far as promotion, as far as activity, as far as involvement is Folds of Honor. And Folds of Honor is a military charity that is a national charity, that, but also has several, I think 20 regional chapters around the United States. And tonight we have the opportunity to speak with uh, the Folds of Honor representative and chapter founders, I believe, uh, Dora Monahan and Doug Campbell, and we're gonna bring them up as a panelist right now to, to jump on with us. And your microphone is muted. So close, it were, ah, perfect. Now we're cooking with gas. Hey everybody. Uh, this is Doug and Dora, and, and I, I'm, I'm I, Doug, I actually don't know how we first met. It could have been through Folds, uh, but it was, it's going on four or five years now. And, and not only is, is Doug the, the organizational strength and muscle and, and, and brains along with Dora of the 
Denver chapter of Folds of Honor. He's also a library club wine, you know, library club member here at Cellar Angels. So he has a fondness for wine, uh, both domestic and international. And, and we're humbled to have both he and Dora tonight to talk about Folds of Honor uh, as a military charity. And Doug, I, I would love to have you introduce uh, both of you, where you are, uh, how you got involved with Folds, and, and what this partnership means to you. Good, and cheers, great. and thanks so much for jumping on, you guys. Yeah, cheers. Thank you, Martin, for having us. And uh, we're usually called um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, thanks. It's great to be part of another Cellar Angels event. And I think we actually met through one of the um, national board members uh, when you guys um, had worked on the La Quinta Country Club event. Oh, okay, and that's right. Larry, who had um, had you guys out there, we were at that event, and that's when we found out the Cellar Angels relationship with Folds of Honor. Uh, we've been involved with Folds in some of the golf events they've done around the country at La Quinta Country Club and at the University Club in Louisiana. And uh, we um, approached Cherry Creek Country Club here in Denver uh, about doing an event uh, four years ago. And uh, we started the uh, Denver chapter. So uh, we're very excited about that. Um, uh, we have two children in the military. We have a daughter active in the Air Force and we have a son who is uh, Navy uh, Reserve right now, who um, unfortunately came back to the US a year ago from Italy. He had to depart Italy to come back to the U.S. So uh, we do have a direct pipeline to Brunello's and Barolo's thanks to the time he spent in, uh, in Italy. But um, um, as many of you know, uh, now Colonel, then Major Dan Rooney started Folds of Honor back in 2007. And he felt on his return from his last uh, mission in the Middle East that he had a calling of doing something beyond his service to this country and helping the families. And he had seen situations where um, family members had dealt with um, death or disability due to their military service. And he started in his garage in Owasso, Oklahoma, a charity that funded educational scholarships for the children and spouses of fallen or disabled military members. And to date, they have funded since 07, over 24,500 scholarships um, that covers kindergarten through uh, college. These scholarships are typically $5,000 a piece and uh, cover everything from parochial schools to, uh, to uh, college and uh, even graduate work. So they've done a remarkable job. Um, they're guide star platinum rated. 89 cents of every dollar they raised through our donations through Seller Angels and everything else, 89 cents of every dollar goes to the scholarships, which is remarkable for most charitable organizations. No, that, that's, first I wanna back up a second and, and thank you both and, and uh, you know, raise a glass to your children because that military service is so, it's so incredibly precious. And I mean, one of my, favorite phrases. I am not military. I had an ROTC class at Colorado State. Um, so I, I was able to disassemble and reassemble an M16 machine gun in record time. So that was actually pretty cool. Uh, but uh, as they say, freedom isn't free. And, and there's people like your children that are actually paying, you know, the fee for that freedom. So thank you both to that because that's incredible. I also want to welcome Julie Fogarty and uh, one other Tom Randall. 
who also don't miss a lot of sips. And you've been involved now for a few years. And I was at one of the last functions last September. I can't believe it's a, a year out uh, down there in, at Cherry Creek. And, and what these scholarships mean to people uh, from an educational standpoint, talk, talk a little bit about that and how just how moving it is for them to be able to matriculate through high school or college and, and how, that, how you guys make all that happen. Yeah, it's remarkable. At the events we've done, we've brought uh, scholarship recipients in as speakers, and there's nothing more powerful than that. You get a uh, young lady who's just finished a communications degree from Michigan State, and she's up there on stage before 150, 200 people, and she's sharing her story, and she's sharing the story of her dad who passed away when she was eight years old, and how Folds of Honor has helped her complete you know, her college and everything else. And you see this young lady up there, 22 years old, and you're, you're just in awe of the, of the success that she's been able to um, achieve due to the help of um, many gracious donors. And, uh, you know, we've been at, at events and the events we've had here the last couple of years where, you know, these uh, spouses and these children literally get standing ovations from the crowd. And they're just very impressive uh, people, uh, given what they've gone through and the sacrifices that their families have, um, have endured. And unfortunately, with, with all of the military benefits that our service men and women have, there is nothing there for education. You know, there's a, a GI Bill and an active scenario, but for the uh, spouses and the children left over, um, there's nothing there. And I think the motto that uh, Colonel Dan came up with years ago, honor their sacrifice and educate their legacy is real powerful. And so we try to do everything to help that. Knock on wood, fortunately, our family has, has not been directly affected with any death or disability, but our, our daughter did just come back from a deployment in uh, Japan. And uh, while our kids have been in harm's way at different times, uh, we've been fortunate, but we have met other families that haven't been as fortunate and we're thankful for their service, but we also want to try to help them still accomplish those educational goals that they want to achieve. Yeah, that's, it's funny. I hadn't heard of that slogan, but boy, you're, you're spot on, you know, honor their sacrifice and educate their legacy is about as, as succinct as it needs to be. And, and what a, what an absolute simple thing to do just by buying wine, you can check a box and, and basically help that education process. And I can tell you, uh, everybody that's watching and that will watch this later on, you know, Doug and Dora are the epitome of hustle. This event that they throw on in September, it's probably, if I'm not mistaken, and, and on how these things grow, this is usually a year round event where, you know, the minute it gets over, you're already planning for the next year. Yes, exactly. And we've got this year due to the coronavirus, it's going to be a golf only event on Monday. And if anybody's going to be or wants to be in Denver, Monday, September 28th, we still have a few golf openings open at uh, Cherry Creek Country Club. Uh, we will be having some Cellar uh, Angel uh, prizes and gifts uh, that we'll share. Uh, we are going to have um, World Long Drive champion Josh Cassidy and also Guinness Book of World Record holder. Uh, we're going to have him there to hit uh, tee shots on number eight. He just broke a record last Monday from his knees. He hit a drive 346 yards on his knees. Uh, but was it in bounds? It was in yeah. bounds. Yes. 
So we'll have some fun and some entertainment, lots of great giveaways, and we expect we'll probably raise around $100,000 with the golf only event, and that'll go and fund over 20 uh, scholarships for uh, Folds of Honor, just that event. So we're looking forward to that. No, no, that's incredible. And uh, probably joining us a little bit late, I'm sure will be Sean Manning, who was at last year's event and bought a bunch of things. Jim Brubaker, who you may or may not know, is, is another one of our Colorado regulars who's usually on these sips, uh, also would be a good person to have. How do, you, how do you select, and hello, Pam Udell, thank you so much for joining. How do you select uh, recipients, Doug and Dora? How, how, I mean, I, I can't imagine that to be an easy task. Yeah, Folds of Honor has a uh, very specific and set application process. And you can see that at the foldsofhonor.org website. And every year they have an open scholarship application window. And uh, those that are uh, falling, falling into the criteria of being from a military family that has had a uh, family member uh, pass or disabled are eligible to apply. And those are looked at and um, they go through that formal application process and then the scholarship would be uh, granted. Unfortunately, every year uh, they come up about a, they have requests of between a million and $2 million that go unfulfilled. Oh, wow. uh, so they're, uh, they're constantly trying to raise more funds to, uh, to do that. Uh, but what they've done is, um, is great, it's growing. It's, um, it's the only uh, source out there for military families to get educational scholarships you know, of this nature. But you can see all of that scholarship process at their website. And, and you'll see also the chapter listings there. Those of you that are around the country, got local chapters. If you wanna get involved with them, you'll see the chapter listings. Uh, all the chapters have their own dedicated websites also. Ours for Colorado is foldsofhonordenver.org. And um, yeah, if it's something, you know, the military touches many of our families, both our dads were in the military. And wow. those of you that um, put high value on educating our, um, our future and uh, have a tie to the military, you know, we would ask that you consider it for uh, uh, some, of your, uh, some of your treasures when you decide to share. It's a great cause. No, that, that's amazing. And the I can't remember when did he found the organization? How long ago? In two thousand and seven, so thirteen years ago. Yeah. Okay. And, and think about they, granting almost twenty five thousand scholarships in the last thirteen years. It's phenomenal what they've done. Yeah, that that's incredible, and uh, only way to go is upward too. So the more people we can get exposed to it, actually, you know, slight commercial here. The more wine we can get in people's hands with the checkbox okay. with folds of honor, the better. Uh, and for those of you that are joining us uh, recently, you know, looking around going, well, that doesn't look like Guy Davis. Uh, no, we had to call an audible and, and Guy is in the vineyards right now trying to get some Pinot Noir crop off in a meticulous, hurried fashion. Uh, they've been evacuated. So they're living in a hotel 30 miles away from the vineyard and all of the complexities of that. Uh, we told Guy, we agreed, let's postpone this. So we've had uh, to call an audible. And thankfully, we had two people fill in, Doug Campbell and Dora Monahan from the Denver Folds of Honor chapter. Uh, as I mentioned at the onset of this, Doug and Dora have been friends of the company for quite a few years now, going on four or five years, big wine fans, uh, and also a library club member. So uh, 
he knows as well as I do that Folds is also very big in the golf arena because you can go to many public golf courses around the country and, and do kind of some sort of a dollar match, I think, in the pro shop to say, yeah, I'd like a percentage of my greens fees to go here. I don't know if that's at the, at the private courses as well, or is that just public? Do you know, Doug? Yeah, it's at a combination of both public and private. It's referred to as Patriot Golf Day. Okay. It's usually done Memorial Day weekend. And uh, because of all of the uh, coronavirus issues this, this past Memorial Day weekend, they decided to go and move it to uh, Labor Day weekend. So you will see at a lot of uh, public and private golf clubs, they will be holding uh, Patriot Golf Days where they will donate a portion of the green fees to uh, Folds of Honor. Uh, colonel Dan Rooney is you know, not only a, a colonel in the Air Force, but he is also a PGA golf professional. And the Professional Golf Association is uh, one of uh, the major contributors to uh, Folds of Honors as a corporate partner. And they've been very involved in the organization since the beginning. Uh, so Dan can not only uh, fly an F-16 fighter, but he can also go out and shoot a, a round of par golf too. Uh, but, pretty talented, special guy. No, it, it's, it sounds uh, extremely talented. As I see Denise looking at over at me going, God, you are a slacker. Um, <laughs> He's we, all, we all are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, is a, that is a tough act to follow. Uh, Colonel in the Air Force, flying F-16, and then go shoot, shoot scratch. But what I did hear between the lines, not so subtly, is you just green-lighted me to go play golf on Labor Day, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. And there's, I'm sure there's a number of clubs around the uh, Naples area that will be doing that. So it'll be another way for you to make a donation to the cause. That's fantastic. And by the way, everyone else that's on, uh, that is golfing and wants to squeeze in one more round this year, that's a great opportunity if you're in the Midwest. And we all know the golf season is only about six months up there. Uh, so this is the perfect time to do that. Talk to me a little bit about both of your passion for wine. How did that happen? And what is the you know, how gratifying is it to be able to mix wine with something like this? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think it evolves. We're old enough to go back to the, um, you know, the uh, Boone's Farm days. And, you know, growing up in New England, you know, uh, Boone's Farm, I think Strawberry Hill was my first. <laughs> introduction to what might be called a wine uh, what might be called a wine <laughs> <laughs> um, that's embarrassing right martin it's <laughs> a little uh, i i'm i mean you had boone's farm we had lancers bartles and james you know all of those uh classics rianiti rianiti or yes. as we had one friend call it uh <laughs> ruin your nighty <laughs> <laughs> that was um uh, I would say I got a little bit more exposed to it uh, when I went to school in D.C. and got to work on the Hill. That was probably my first exposure to fine scotches and good wines. And I think as time has evolved and trips to Napa, trips to Sonoma, and then having uh, Steve and his family over in Italy and his wife actually being Italian and being from Naples, Italy, a couple trips over to Italy will get you, um, get you hooked too. So oh, yeah. in the last 10 years, we've um, you know, had a lot more interest in it. And we have a running joke. I will go and uh, stack wines on the top shelf to the bottom shelf. And I'll refer to them as special occasion wines or daily wines. 
And over the years, uh, Miss Dora's taste for special occasion wines uh, moves to a daily basis. <laughs> so, they intermingle <laughs> easily. <laughs> that that so whole daily wine. This question over what can I open, what can I open? And I go, no. just wait till I get home. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, Jeff and Jane Greasy. You might actually relate to that challenge. Uh, it's amazing, I would imagine, Dora, how that daily wine category and space is just getting larger and larger and larger as it just kind of encompasses the special wine category. Exactly. I've been trying so to prepare her for the library club, club shipment coming. I go, dear, this is all special occasion wine. Every day is a special occasion. In That's opinion. right. Every day is a special occasion. I like that. Uh, where in New England? A uh, little town called Walpole, New Hampshire, on the Vermont border in the southwestern part of the state. Oh, wow. Very pretty. Because uh, I know uh, the Marcellas, uh, Brian Marcella, uh, has a Boston and New England connection. So would that mean a Patriot fan, or did you grow out of that? You know, I'm still a Patriot fan, but when I was growing up, all of our TV stations came from New York and the Patriots were terrible. So I was actually a Joe Namath fan as a kid. Um, oh, that's you know, not, not a bad guy to be a fan of growing up. And the Patriots were competing with uh, Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito of the Bruins and John Havlicek of the Celtics and, you know, Carl Yastrzemski and Carlton Fisk of the Red Sox. So nobody knew what the Patriots were back in the 60s and 70s. No, and then those were some uh, pretty well-rounded baseball teams, hockey teams. I mean, the, the, and the Celtics, my goodness. Dynasties, yeah. So you worked out in D.C. and then you moved west and you're in the Denver area now. What, what brought you to Denver? Uh, business brought us to Denver. Um, we've been out here with some brief stints back east since uh, uh, 1998. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, the weather is uh, great here, as you've experienced. You know, we have um, four seasons, but we have, um, I think they mislabeled Florida as the sunshine state. I think there's actually more days of sunshine in Colorado than there are in Florida. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce advertises 300 days of sunshine here. And uh, it's, uh, it's usually that, but we do get some snow, but it doesn't stick around like it does back in the east and the north. No, it's, it's um, obviously having lived in Fort Collins and gone to school there, I, I did read that Chamber of Commerce thing, uh, 300 days of sunshine a year. And I, when I read what Illinois had, which is where I grew up at 90, it's one of those head scratching things where you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so you know, out there in 98, you're in the investment business, you're actually, uh, describe your business because I describe it as kind of, uh, when you have a lot of money, Doug's the person that endures the people yeah. you want to see because yeah. they will take care of everything. Yeah. Well, that's kind of you, Martin. Um, we have our business is called Alpha Capital Family Office, and we provide, you know, wealth management services, family office services to um, uh, successful, closely held business owners. And Dora and her son Steve uh, run a uh, insurance agency that helps them with life insurance and long-term care. We've got approximately half of our clients are in Colorado, and the other half are scattered all over the uh, country, basically in the four corners. So we do get to travel back east a good bit to see clients and out west. I just came back from a, a trip, uh, this was about a month and a half ago now to Oregon. We actually went through uh, wine country there and uh, just got back from a trip a couple weeks ago in Idaho. So we get to travel around a bit and um, it's fun. We, uh, we serve some great people 
on that uh, side. And it's uh, very rewarding how we help them out. Our practice is multi-generational. Uh, we're the founders and we have second and third generations in our practice. So they get to match up with the, with the uh, families, with the kids and the grandkids um, that we work with. So it's uh, pretty cool. And they all love uh, wine too. <laughs> how, how can you not? And, and Dora, it sounds like that you should be the person Denise and I talk to you since we have no offspring and no one is going to take care of us when we get old. <laughs> yes, I should talk to you. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a, it's a growing concern of ours as the years pile up. Um, an, assisted, an assisted living center adjacent to a winery is sort of what I have envisioned. <laughs> so, someone get a patent on that little design. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on that. That's a great idea. Yeah, you have daily tastings. Yeah, you know? It goes hand in hand with you know, long-term care insurance. Memory yeah. loss is not an issue. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to lose your it's taste. Exactly right. And Jeff Greasy, don't think I didn't see your comment about knowing what inbounds on a golf course is like. Uh, <laughs> it is somewhat sometimes foreign. Long and wrong is always not good. I, I want to circle back a little bit to Folds of Honor. And, and being 13 years of age is, I mean, it's just an impressive organization all around. And I think one of the things you highlighted earlier from, from really being impressive is that 89 cents of, out of every dollar. Uh, that is, you know, unheard of. There's been a lot of a lot of quote-unquote charities in the news in the last probably three to five to seven years where that number has been administrative feed. You know, they only give 31 cents out of every dollar and the rest are going to administration fees and salaries and stuff. 89 cents is impressive. How do you want to uh, build upon that in the Denver chapter and grow that, the whole mission? What's in store for you in the future there? Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, uh, Martin, and it, it doesn't come without a lot of work. And all of us, and I'm sure everybody on this uh, call, uh, does different things with organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And those organizations ask us for a number of things. And the one thing I've learned over the years is that they, they want our time, you know, they want our talents, and they want our treasures. And while it's easy to go and write a check or you know, give them a credit card number, a lot of times what's more important is to go and get actually the time and the talents uh, of that. And I think that's something that Folds of Honor has done very well and we've tried to do with the Denver chapter is we want people to be able to go and give their time because when they give their time, that's, that's money too. Time is money as we all know. Uh, but that goes and keeps other costs down where we're not having to hire somebody else. And giving their talents, you'll get a uh, CPA firm to go and donate the accounting services that are needed. You'll get people to go and donate other services uh, that you need to go and run an event, event services or uh, different equipment and stuff that you'll need. So we try to uh, employ that strategy. Um, I actually learned that from the, the Boy Scout board I serve on. Uh, we, want, we want you to give your time, your talent, and your treasures, and that'll help make the organization even more efficient and more profitable. It's, it's an impressive organization, and you two have certainly instilled in me, and we're, we're humbled to call you friends and of the company and, and both personally, uh, but I, I love the hustle. I, I mean, as entrepreneurs, which you obviously are with Alpha Capital, um, there's no substitute for hustle. But when you are doing that with the time, the talent, and the treasures with a charitable organization, there's, there's kind of an unconscious 
raising of the bar that is in the back of your head uh, that you realize, uh, okay, there's a lot to celebrate. Uh, you know, we're both walking, we're both doing this, and some people aren't as fortunate. So there's almost like an, an extra impetus to, to get the job done and bring people into the fold that, that they want to get something done too. So uh, I, I want to, again, raise a glass to both of you because your efforts are, are not for naught and you've done an amazing thing in the Denver chapter. And speaking of time, I know you've got to jump because it's, it's almost 6.30 and you have a, a somewhat of a hard stop. Uh, but you guys have been outstanding and, and thank you for jumping in and thank you for all you do and thank your children too, please. Oh. Thank well, you, and thank Martin. And thank you and uh, Denise Martin for uh promoting this passion that we all have around fine wines and by also tying it to the support of uh, charities and everybody being able to go and pick those charities that are near and dear to their heart and their families so congrats to you yes, for you uh, perpetuating for all of this and obviously for your support of folds of honor uh, our pleasure and it's yeah folds is something worthy of drinking too and um you guys be safe Doug, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yes. Uh, and thanks again for jumping in and on, on the Audible. I, I love the fact that you're able to share what this organization does because it's impressive as all heck. Have a Thank safe night. Have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, cheers. Bye. All right, everyone, we're going to jump over to the wine portion of this section. So uh, we are drinking Davis Family Wine, and we're experimenting with um, – hold on a second. I have that. Doug and Dora, if you guys want to jump, you can just hit end. Or you can hang out. Uh, there you go. Um, all right, so we're experimenting now. Uh, Denise is going to elevate everybody. If you want to be on camera, you can be on camera. And we're going to talk about Davis Family Wines. If you want to uh, make this Hollywood Squares and be social, that's what we want to do. So um, Barb Randall, Hans Greasy, Ivy. Anybody that wants to be on camera can be on camera. You can be on camera. You can be on camera. Everybody's on camera. Where's, uh, where's Jeff? Lancers, baby. I'm a big fan of Lancers. So I am going to try and, and not break things because, uh, as I said, we've had to really call. There's the greasies. Julie. <laughs> Mrs. Fogarty, Michelle Marcella and family. We've got it. Miriam Puentes, I didn't even say hello. Miriam Puentes, whose wine we have uh, in the next room that is going to be. There's the Marcellas. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Cheers. <laughs> Ryan, did you, did you hear that loser liking the Patriots from a... From a <laughs> Yeah, he was a Joe Namath fan. That's not bad, I guess, for a while. No, that's 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 very good. You got the bandwagon now, though. <laughs> that is You sound good, Miriam. Miriam. How are you? Tom Randall, the the, the legend exists. Hello. Outstanding. Pam Udell. Hey, uh, Michelle, you need to meet Pam because you guys are both yogis. Oh, nice to um, meet you guys. All right, so thank you all for jumping on. And I know um, there's a little bit of a hiccup because of the, the challenges in California. And part of those challenges are Mother Nature created uh, and the timing of the harvest. So Guy Davis, as I mentioned early on, 
had indicated that this was going to be very, very difficult to not only do a technological dry run that we do every Thursday, but to be able to participate for an hour on Friday um, because it's just crazy out there right now. And they were evacuated uh, for, from a precautionary standpoint, but it's, it's Davis Family Vineyards. I, there's a guy and his two children and then some additional assistance. And, and Guy is very meticulous. So I don't know what you all know about Davis Family, but we're going to share a bunch with you uh, in the next 29 minutes because, uh, or we can go later because the networks love the fact when we go over our ad budget and the commercials, they pay for the whole thing. So don't, don't worry about that. Um, so so let's, let's take a look at where Davis family is. Best part of the night. Best part of the night, baby, Google Earth. I started in Hawaii because fun fact, that's where Denise and I were supposed to be today. That's right. That's why. Celebrating. Because because yesterday was our 20th anniversary of Holy Matrimony. Oh Magic. my God. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. That's worth the cheers. Denise, yep. you're a saint. <laughs> so when you ask Denise, how long have you been married? She'll say 20 years, 13, pretty good, seven, so-so. Yeah. <laughs> In what sequence? <laughs> Take it easy there, Greasy. Yeah. Back and forth. Back and forth. That's right. It's like three on, one off. Three on, one off. Yeah. Um, all right, so Davis family is here. <laughs> now, this is this is the tasting room right outside of Healdsburg, and you can see it. It literally is right on the Russian River. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is a spectacular. It's kind of funny. I spun this around the other day when I was doing a test, and it was pretty cool because there's a there's a kayak parked here. <laughs> so, but it, 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 it has, yeah, right on this little shoreline right here, he's got bocce courts. Uh, there's a food area there, like a, not a food truck. It's, it's a stationary one that is there. Uh, but it's just Guy and his family. And, and Guy crafts some very, very good, very good Pinots, Shards, and Sparkling. And the Sparkling that you have is uh, 168 cases. So it, there's not a lot of it and it's only available at the winery. It's only available to their wine club members. But, but one of the things about his, his, I guess, fanaticism about winemaking is he has some rules. Now, this is the second favorite part of the night. Um, there, you have to understand what he wants to do with wine and the, the script that he follows. So I'm going to launch this poll because according to Guy Davis, in the pursuit of a perfect wine, he's not in pursuit of mediocrity, he's not in pursuit of, yeah, something pretty good. He's pursuit of perfect wine. How many rules which one must adhere? One rule, five rules, or seven of Guy's rules? It's not letting us vote. Oh. Yeah. Not letting us vote. Host and oh, panelists. Panelist. Oh. All right, hang on. We hang have to on. allow panelists to vote. Hey, Stefan, could you get on that, please? <laughs> um, yeah. Where's that tech support? It's unbelievable, Maybe the tech support. Did you hear the tech support? Yell out your answer. One. 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 Seven. I see. Um, there must be an app for that somewhere. The answer is five. Really? Really. Julie, nice oh, job. Yeah. 
No one had it except Julie, yeah. I think. Um, okay, so now I, I think it's pretty important because this, this will give you some insight into Guy. Um, by the way, Guy got into wine. He, he went to college and graduated with an economics degree. Then he went to Wall Street and was going to become a stockbroker, the investment banking route, you know, all the things that people did in the late 70s, early 80s, and then realized, yeah, I don't like this too much. Um, hello, family. Hello, Marcella family. <laughs> so, so then he, uh, in the process of getting, I don't know if it was socializing with investment bankers, businesses, if it was out to dinner, he then took a stint working at a restaurant and the restaurant was a French restaurant. So the, the head of the restaurant, the head of the F&B, uh, the Somme, they all started to take Guy under their wings and kind of share with him some of the greatest wines and greatest uh, wine regions in France. And so he became very interested in obviously Burgundy and Bordeaux, but more specifically Burgundy and then more specifically Pinot Noir. And as he decided and getting more and more quote unquote bit by the wine bug, he realized, um, hey, this is a hell of a lot more fun than, than trading stocks. This is a heck of a lot more fun. And so then he started to take classes at UC Davis, take classes at Sonoma State, and, and really wanted to get into the viticultural aspect of it. And so he realized very early on, there are five rules. These are guys' five rules. Number one, you only can grow wines destined for greatness. Don't grow wines that are going to suck. Grow wines by the way, I'm ad-libbing here. That's not, you know, that's, that's, guy would not probably say that. The don't suck part sounded like Martin. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's, uh, that's like the Cubs. Try not to suck. Yeah. Uh, the other one, other, rule number two, precision, precision viticulture. Guy does not farm his seven acres of Pinot Noir. He individually farms 9,274 vines. So he will farm the vines. There's Pam Mudell. Hi. Enjoying summer in Chicago. Yes, Galena. Number three. Mm. Rule number three, pick on the right date. Not like the right three days or the right weekend or when it's convenient. So that's why this Friday, today, he's like, I, I can't do this type of thing because I have to pick. The fruit is at its absolute perfect ripeness. I need to get it off the vine. We're, we, and we just said, go. Don't worry about this. Rule smell, taste, and talk to the wine every week. So Pinot Noir is a very, 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 that's like seven various finicky grape. As you know, it has a saran wrap thin skin. It does not like adverse temperatures. It does not like heat spikes. It does not like heavy rain. Uh, it has a memory, if you will. It does not like to be scolded. It is, it, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's like maybe, maybe matrimony. You know, you have to take care of it. You have to nurture it. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then rule number five, be an expert at blending. So you have to take those four rules. Those are guys' rules that require to be an expert in Pinot Noir. Now, his Pinot Noirs, he doesn't make a lot of them. And his Chardonnays are the same thing. Uh, he, he routinely scores upper 90s to mid 90s. So you're looking at 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, all the time. And he doesn't even really care too much about the points. But if you, if you come across a, a great blogger uh, called the Prince of Pino, uh, make sure you hashtag Prince of Pino type of thing. <laughs> this, guy, this guy raves about 
uh, Guy Davis. And, and with good reason, because the Pinot Noirs are exquisite. And, and it's so fun to taste the different clonal variations, to taste the different uh, vineyard situations. Farms Organic, 168 cases, you know, for this sparkling wine. Uh, and it's a rosé. Hello, are you kidding me? There, there's, there's nothing better than a, a rosé glass of sparkling. And I'm cheering all of you because you all look safe and sound and, and it's good to see your smiling faces. Yeah, Pam, where's your drink? I, I'm going, I was drinking something else. Let me go get it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not home, so I don't have the wine, but hold on. That's okay. You can, you can go get your martini. I understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So that was uh, the five rules of Guy Davis. Who has, has anybody had the Chardonnay or anybody had the, any of his Pinots? Okay, the Marcellus, of course. And Brian, that's big for you because you're a cab guy. Yeah, we've had a lot of theirs from you guys. His cab's good too. Yeah, he does have a very good cab. He makes a very, very small amount of it. I was introduced, or Denise and I were introduced to it by a great Chicago Psalm named Amy Luchin. And, and Amy used to work at Boarding House with Alpana Singh when that restaurant was in its heyday. And she was the wine buyer for Alpana, who is a master Psalm. And uh, but Amy turned us on, I think, to, oh, then, then she was the, the wine buyer at uh, Del Frisco. And I don't know where Amy is now, but she's got a palate that is insane. And, and she says, when we owned the shop, I think she was the one that said, hey, you guys need to carry this Pinot Noir. And, uh, and we were a bit smitten with it. And so that was probably 10 or so years ago when we fell in love with Guy Davis's stuff. And then he's got a lot of stuff in the portfolio that just doesn't see the light of day in the distribution network. Uh, so you can't get it, which is always what we like to hear. Um, make certain to look at camera. Food pairing. <laughs> this is uh, what's that? Those were Denise's notes. Make sure to look at Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so Martin, you say he's the prince of Pinot Noirs and we've met the queen of Pinot Noirs. No, no, no. There's, there's a blog writer who called the oh, Prince the of Pino. A blog writer called the Prince. Okay. Yeah. Prince of Pino. And, and it's interesting because this guy has been writing blogs on Pinot Noir for at least 15 years. And, and he's one of those has built up cult following might be strong because he's got a huge base of people that rely on his, his notes and stuff on tasting uh, just because he, he's so prolific and, and, and very well read in the area of Pinot Noir absolutely loves Davis wines, Davis family wines. Um, Ivy, Ivy, where's Ivy? Oh, Ivy, Ivy never shows her camera. She's on Facebook. She's on Facebook. Um, I, I hear her. Ivy, you did the tasting notes, correct? Or did we all do these? How'd that go? Uh, how'd the audio work on that one? We all did them together. Okay, we all, we all did this together. This is like our ninth technical challenge today. Mm. Um, <laughs> And 75 in two days. Yeah. Okay, so salmon color. Okay, that one's easy, right? Um, and I like those glasses. Are those little Govino glasses, Creasy's? Uh, yeah. They're our, our mobile ones. office glasses. Yeah, they're the outdoor plastic Govinos. I like those. Oh, that's right. <laughs> those things are awesome. Those are actually... Um, I think everyone's Chicago. Those are like the best Ravinia glasses for sparkling too, because you'll never <laughs> yes. break them. They, yep. they say making spirits bright. <laughs> I like it. Um, Ravinia back when there was live music. Yeah. Um, so 
So cranberry, fresh strawberry. I, I mean, I, I think we had a we had a book that we sold in the store called Swallow This, and it, it's it was a wine book. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it, it was extremely provocative. And, uh, but Mark Phillips, who was the author of that book, was in our store one time, and unbeknownst to us, he was scouting around the store. And, and he, he looked at the story, he goes, you guys actually have a really good selection. You have a sparkling wine here from Tanzania that, it, he goes, I've been to this vineyard. Lo and behold, we find out that Mark Phillips actually had a wine program on WTTW. It was the most watched wine program in WTTW's history. And so he had a book called Swallow This that was basically a tongue in cheek, don't take yourself so GD seriously wine industry. And on the cover of the book, he's in a tuxedo drinking like a first girl of Hope Brion or, or Chateau Margaux out of the bottle. And, <laughs> and so we were, he and I were talking one time, he has a great saying that talks about sparkling wine. He said, if you can find a good sparkling wine, it'll knock your socks off. When you find a great sparkling rosé, it'll knock the rest of your clothes off. <laughs> and, 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 and that to me epitomizes great sparkling rosé. Um, not that I'm saying we should, you know, this call is going to freaking go downhill in a hurry. <laughs> exactly what it's saying. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying at all. Uh, but sparkling rosé is something special. Sparkling rosé is, is kind of fun, especially when you, are, you have house guests and, and people walk in. It's like, yeah, you can give them a Chardonnay, as 99% of people do. Uh, but when you hand someone a glass of sparkling rosé, that basically just says, uh, hello, we've elevated the evening, we've elevated the mood, we've elevated this entire exchange. And, and, that's, and right now, for the first time in Cellar Angel's history, we have two sparkling rosés on the site at the same time. So the still, right? The cast, yes. Carrie yeah. is also another team member. She's over on Facebook as well, and she's saying, preach, Martin. Preach. So the, preach. the, the story <laughs> of sparkling, specifically sparkling rosé, is that all the girls that worked, hey, all the girls that worked at, um, at the wine shop together, whenever we would work together, we always opened a bottle of sparkling rosé and, and toasted the night together. Who knows if there were actually any sales, but it was yeah. fun. They did a lot of bookkeeping over, over, yeah. over bottles. Uh, but there is something special about uh, celebrating with bubbles, right? And, and it's funny because we said this for years at the store, and I still say this to this day. We don't drink enough sparkling wine in the United States. In Europe, in Italy, in France, uh, in Spain, you know, Prosecco, Cava, and Champagne is consumed daily. It is literally, it's like five o'clock. Okay, uh, let's wash the residue of the hard work off. Let's get our palate ready for dinner. Uh, we're going to have some sparkling wine. Unfortunately, in the United States, it's uh, who got promoted. We have a wedding and New Year's. And, and, and it shouldn't be that way. Sparkling wine goes good with breakfast. Just saying, mm -hmm. I'm, I've got the Harvard Business Review white paper. Brian, I know you've had mimosas and sparkling wine for breakfast. See? <laughs> Miles. <laughs> <laughs> he's moved on to the red, though. Yeah, he's moved on to the, to the big red. I like it. What do you got in the glass? Uh, hoops. Ah, nice. Start on your head. Yeah, yep. you know, I think that's in two weeks, and we can't do it because we're doing a private one with Cindy. Passiago. Passiago. The one we ah. had here, so. Passaggio, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Outstanding. And, and Pam, what are you drinking? Since I noticed you haven't actually even You don't want to know. 
So you know what I normally do with my, first of all, I did serve cast the other night. We had friends over and I brought it outside and they loved it. Awesome. Um, but you know what I normally do with my sparkling wine, right? You know what I normally put in it? I told you once, I think. You were going to use it as a quiz question. Oh, wait. There's a name for it. It's a real drink. Does it, does it begin with a V? Uh-huh. But the yep. drink is called Jet Fuel. Has anybody heard of Jet Fuel? Jet Fuel? So no. in, in, we learned about this in Aspen. And you take a Prosecco or any sparkling wine and you add a shot of vodka or tequila to it. <laughs> and pretty much that's what I'm drinking here. It's just by, <laughs> it's, just, it's by the drink by with a shot of vodka in it. <laughs> I like it. In the sales world, we call those an eye opener. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, and that actually sounds very refreshing on a hot summer evening in Glee. It is refreshing. All right, so who has questions about Denise's outfit, where we are, or the Davis family? <laughs> I like Denise's shirt. You look great. My shirt's great, but I have, I have my pajamas on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, head on the bottom, Denise. That's so good. What's on the bottom? We call, that, we call that Zoom on the top and casual on the bottom. <laughs> That's right, and her slippers. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I would I would have thought nothing left. Dane <laughs> can always tell when I have a, a video interview to do on Zoom because I'll go get a nice shirt out of the closet and change into it. And then I'm done, it's off, you know, I'm back to cat. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Like a sportscaster on the, you know. Uh, talking heads. Talking heads. Well kind of like you no, know, Martin, where is your where is your um sponsorship your sponsorship shirt. wear tonight? I, I, there's there's a but Kim Vance is on Facebook, so you. Kim Vance, you I, 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 I apologize. We actually had a um, a stunt planned a week or so ago for that shirt because I was going to say uh, it's unfair of me to wear Kim Vance's shirt during the Chandry video. So, so I, I was going to say uh, let's go to commercial, and then I was just going to disrobe <laughs> and then come back and go. I'm sorry, we don't have commercials. I just did that on live television. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the ratings would have loved that. Okay, so well, let's talk food pairings for sparkling. Anybody have any ideas other than the tasting notes you read on the website? Cheese. Cheese. Any any type? Any like hard, soft, aged? What are we looking at? Like a soft brie or a manchego or something like that would be good. Yeah. Both. Probably not a goat. A triple cream from Denise. Cream, yeah, yeah. Ooh. My favorite cheese. Yeah. And it's shocking way um i don't know how many people are cooking popcorn when it's 93 degrees in chicago in the midwest um but sparkling wine goes amazing with popcorn it's shocking so in in the fall you know when it starts getting cooler uh, and you're watching movies on netflix you're going to be amazed at how well sparkling goes with that also and and carrie knows this on facebook um anything that is hot thai food uh asian food that has some heat to it the sparkling mitigates some of that heat because of Oftentimes there's a hint of sweetness in sparkling, not overpowering, but this one is, is not at all sweet, but some of that heat can be dissipated by the bubbles and just by the body of the sparkling, which is very, very good. Um, Wait, I have to tell you from Kim Vance. Uh-oh, Kim Vance is on Facebook. Fail, you get to, to wear her logo shirt. Fail, I have to wear her logo. I can go get it. I, mean, it's, it's, I have no problem wearing Kim Vance's shirt. 
Um, she was, she's our new wardrobe sponsor forever until another winery steps up and sends me something. <laughs> By the way, I don't care if it's a winery. I'll wear a Boeing shirt if, if you know, Matilda's Boeing Alley wants to send me something. I'm okay with that. of honor to send you a shirt. I will. I'll have to talk to the Dave Dorenzio, who is the president or in, in, out of Oklahoma City. How was that learning about folds? That was cool. Interesting. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, there another new angle to, to play off, right? You've you've done a couple of those where you've, you know, not gone sort of the traditional play through like Kim or or Cindy, but you know, just a different angle of your business and, and what you're doing. So it's kind of cool to hear that for sure. So we have some more food suggestions from Facebook. Uh, Carrie Randall Schuster says tuna tartar. True, that's great. And Kim Vance, who is also a raw fish eater also says sushi so those are all great things did we talk about um fried chicken yet fried chicken fried chicken and sparkling wine are like um the, the, the perfect compliment really You'll never try it try it i have to try it Color angels. There it is. Nice. Um, and in my eight-year-old days, see the guns on cellar angels. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I might have just pulled something. Where's Where's the beach? <laughs> Martin? Where's the beach? Where's the beach? Yeah, where's the beach? <laughs> Ryan, what was the What was the name of that fried chicken place we went to? Honey, honey butter, honey fried, butter chicken. fried chicken. Holy smoke! This wine would kill at that place. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Uh, Look at Miriam. Oh my gosh, all the animals at the ranch. I love it. Hi, Miriam. Oh. She's frozen. Oh. So pretty. Very cute. You're fun. Yeah, that's that's not bad right there. Beautiful paint. Uh. So yes, fried chicken goes fantastic. We did uh, we did breakfast for dinner tonight and had eggs. Because we knew. And and bacon and so we went that route with this and it was, yeah, terrific. Cheese in the in the eggs, and so good. One of the great things about sparkling wine is it pretty much goes with anything. Sparkling, Pinot Noir. There's only a few, a handful of wines that can go with anything, and and sparkling is one of them. And oysters. <laughs> Who are there oyster fans here besides Denise and I? Brian. Michelle, no, huh? Pam? Nope. Julie? Nope. All right, let's, <laughs> then the next week we're gonna spend an hour talking about oysters. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Gene we're Golden. We're gonna have to miss next week, so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we've got, any questions on Davis? This is a, it's, oh, I, I forgot to tell you where this, this is all farmed organic. Guy sources this fruit from the, uh, for the Blanc de Noir from Dutton Ranch. Now, some of you have heard us mention Dutton Ranch before. Yeah. Um, the Dutton family's been producing wines or producing grapes and vineyards for whew, probably 60 plus years or longer. And, and they, they do it very, very well. Uh, there's a lot of very, 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 very famous wineries that source fruit from the Dutton family, whether it's Kistler, uh, and some other ones that are very high end, uh, but Guy sources the fruit from there. Again, it's 100% organic, 168 cases. Denise says that we have an angel bonus offer. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
uh, any 12 bottles and you get a private lunch with, and wine tasting with Guy on your next visit to wine country. Uh, and, it, and I think wine country visits are going to start to happen because thankfully, fingers crossed, California has gotten a bunch of humidity in the last 24 to 48 hours and the cool temperatures have allowed them to make some headway on the fires, which is very important. Well, Miriam, uh, her voice or uh, microphone. microphone's not on, but Miriam is out there now. Um, maybe um, just you shake your head or say no, Miriam, how, how, what's the fire situation? <laughs> No, it's it's clearing up. It's starting to look really nice. So thankfully, we're very happy. Good. The kids are finally able to be outside and smell some fresh air. Thank you. Outstanding. And Miriam's going to join us in a few weeks. So um, she's doing some reconnaissance work, I think. <laughs> yes. And Miriam, in case it wasn't clear, I can be bought. So if you want me to wear a shirt that's on Rama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. Now, well, at least get you an apron or a hat or something. I just wear an apron all day anyways. It's usually what I'm okay. in. Perfect. That's, that's <laughs> my zoom out is, is an apron. And we love oysters and bubbles. Uh, you See? were asking about the oysters. We love oysters and bubbles. That's right. Tom Randall, Here. we need to get you and some of that uh, community that you're in, you know, on these Zooms. Apparently, there's quite a few of you out there that drink wine. Our reputation is not always what you read or hear about in the media. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Sometimes Tom. it is, Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom, are you saying your reputation's better or worse? I mean, the, I, mean the, I mean, the village is not mine personally. Yeah. Mine is impeccable. Yeah. That's right. His taste is <laughs> impeccable. Uh, Tom happens to be the, uh, the father of our other colleague, Carrie, who is on Facebook right now, who worked with us at the wine store for years, has been involved at Cellar Angel since day one, 10 and a half years ago. But, uh, and Tom has been, uh, he is almost rivaling Jeff and Jane for attendance, but he's been in, insanely supportive of the organization. So thank you, Tom. Thank you. Cheers to you on that. So Martin, I'm what a, can you tell us I'm about- the wine dad. Yeah. <laughs> the wine dad. Go ahead, Jeff. So um, what can you tell us about where the, the Dutton Ranch, you know, the wine, the, the vineyard sort of where, how close is it to like the Russian River or is it further up or down? I've got a map. I'm looking at it, but I can't. <laughs> It's not like being on Google Maps with Martin. No, I actually, I did Dutton Ranch earlier. Hang on. Well, you, you did the, I thought you knew where the Davis family was, but you didn't no. know where Dutton was. Oh, was. You shorted us, man. I, I want some money back. <laughs> okay. So Dutton Ranch, by the way, they've got a number of parcels and, and this is a small amount. Wow. But I'm trying, because here you can see the Russian River Valley. Mm -hmm. So there's the river. Okay. Here's, if you've never been to Grayton, Grayton's a pretty cool little sleepy town that's, that's pretty far west of like Santa Rosa, which is over here. That's all Santa Rosa. And when you move west, it, it starts, you can see just the, the you know, the population stops. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then you start moving into the vineyards. Grayton is a pretty cool town. It's one intersection, kids, um, and, and you can get right through it. 
Uh, but Dutton has most of their vineyards up over here. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what Google Earth is doing here. I'm going to have to talk to those guys why there's a line there. I don't know if that's the sunset. What's going on there? But they have a ton of vineyards. And, and there are, I mean, you can Google the Dutton Ranch family and Dutton Ranch and just see the wineries that are sourcing from there. And you'll see some pretty famous names. Are they mostly Pinot Noir? Are they doing a lot of other? What's the company? No, it's, it's, I bet you 90% of it's Pinot and Chard. Okay. Throw it on the right side. Yep. Um, but you just reminded me because I have another poll question. Ooh. And since you cannot vote, <laughs> um, here is a great way to conclude. An important pursuit for the Davis family vineyards is to make great wines, great memories, great friends. All three. For three. Three. There is no, there is no all, of, all of the above. Great wines and great friends. Memories. It's not one because they want perfect wines, not great. Oh, now look at the greasies cheating. <laughs> on the back of the bottle. <laughs> We're out you to are... make great wine and great friends. So one and three. One. So Jane, you vote one, yep. I vote three. Perfect. <laughs> so when, when you think about it, and, and not to get too poetic, but, but that's not a bad pursuit. So here's a guy that was an economist by education that decided that he wanted to pursue wine and his goal is to craft the perfect wine. Very difficult to imagine what that can be like because you're never going to get there, right? There's no such thing as the perfect wine. And, and yet his goal is to make wines, great wines and great friends. And, and as, as a testament to this evening, I mean, wine does bring people together. We are freaking humbled that you guys are all here. Pam, thank you so much for joining. I don't know who you left in the other room to come out and have a They went drink. to dinner, I stayed here. <laughs> oh, you're the best. Um, but Julie, Tom, Hans, Hans, you guys didn't take off your camera. Ivy, Kay, Barb, I know Barb's in the other room, but um, I want you all to stay safe, you know, be good to one another, like I always say, and positive energy can heal a lot of things. And thankfully, uh, we all have you in our lives and supporting Seller Angels. So thank you so much for all you guys do. Thank Happy you. anniversary Cheers. to you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Here we go. Thanks, guys. Woo. Thanks. Thanks. over there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys be good. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye-bye.